Hi, Sharla. Hi, Danielle. We've had a long, (laughs) very long absence. Um, Today is October 28th. And finally, we um, here we are making a new podcast. Yeah, I know. We decided the last one was probably in July. So it's been a while. Our fans are harassing us for new ones. They really are. It's true. We love you. We love all of our listeners. And um, yeah, we get compliments all the time. People share it with their moms. Their moms like it. I love that part. I love that part. And plus, the title has, you know, a curse word, which, you know, can be a problem. But so far, everyone said it was fine. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think some people might, it might just skip over if all they see is STFU. It's possible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that the F word has actually pretty much come into just pretty much daily talk almost so check it out it doesn't bother my 98 year old friend b she said she was fine with it yeah and i was like you know what you're so woke exactly she She is is. she's she's very woke. she's like beyond woke (laughs) at 98 she's amazing we have to have her on our show she's a beautiful human being we do and we better get on it she's not getting any younger of course who is right Yeah, you know, I think the pandemic has aged all of us. It was just and is really exhausting sometimes. It's been exhausting. And I'm still at the place where it's safe. I know it's safe to go out and I wear my mask indoors and all of that. But I don't always want to be in a group. So I'll really avoid going to a supermarket and still you know order some stuff online yeah and I have gone to the mall it's actually been a while since I've gone to the mall because it you know California opened in June July and then it kind of closed again so that kind of but I I still have trouble getting the energy to do the things I used to do and I think it's because I stopped doing them Mm -hmm. and and it's like a uh an anxiety of some kind, like to not be around people. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think I can feel that too. But I think for me, it might be more, not, not that I'm anticipating anxiety. It just seems like a large group of people involves me being energetic and like more energetic than I feel. I'd have to like, you know, sort of turn on my social skills and be alert and smile and laugh and that sometimes just seems too much okay so i'm just going to contradict myself because why not yeah because it's fun i (laughs) went to florida on an airplane so what am i talking about i can't even go to nordstrom i went to florida and um and i I just decided, I said, I'm going to be fine. I'm sitting on a plane with my mask and, and I'm, you know, everything's going to be fine. All I had to do is go through a couple of airports. It wasn't a problem. Yes. And I stayed safe. We were in restaurants. Um, we sat outside, but I, for instance, I went in to use the restroom or something. The cook didn't have a mask. The owner didn't have a mask. The, the waitress didn't have a mask. But there'd be like tables of uh, of not masked up people. So I walk in with my mask and they're all staring at me. Like, oh, oh yes. she's not from Florida. Yep. 
You know, yeah, that that is kind of a weird feeling to be the only one. Yeah. We were in Missouri for my niece's wedding in September, and um, the wedding in the church, no one really had a mask on except I did, and then a family friend who's a doctor, I noticed she put one on. And then at the reception also, there were, you know, 200, 250 people. Nobody had masks. All the servers were wearing masks, which is good because they're the ones who are going to be encountering 250 different people, you know. But um, it was a little nerve-wracking just because there were so many different people there from all over the place. Right. And in contrast, Bob and I went to a wedding in August um, where the... Uh, couple sent out an email and said, please don't come to our wedding if you haven't been vaccinated. You're not welcome. And he assured us that um, all the staff, the um, catering company was all wearing masks. We And the whole thing was outside except for the dancing where we were inside in like 16 foot ceilings. Yeah. And it, again, I didn't get COVID. Neither did uh, one couple had a breakthrough when because he was traveling and it wasn't, you know, their fault. They were vaccinated, too. And Mm -hmm. not one other person got it from these two men who. Yeah. So, hey, um, Danielle, get over yourself. I'm trying to get over myself. And the Florida thing was big. Yeah, because that's a different setting. You know, when you walk around in California, Bay Area, out where we live, where I live, it just seems like people are still wearing masks very diligently. And I mean, I see people walking with them on their face outside. Um, I mean, sometimes I do that because I don't want to take it on and off. You know, if I've got it well fitted under my glasses, if I leave a store and I'm going to go in another store, I don't really want to take it off and put it back on. But um, yeah, but I think people are extremely cautious now, even... You know, I think almost even more so than they were at the beginning. The only real thing I've noticed is like when we used to go walking and hiking before everybody was vaccinated, people were really diligent on the trails about pat stepping off and that kind of thing. And I don't think people do that as much anymore now that everyone feels that they're vaccinated. I'm mm-hmm. over it. When I walk down a sidewalk, I am not mm-hmm. taking off. Uh, sorry, I'm not wearing my mask. And, you know, someone stares. I'm just like, okay. And then yeah. I put it on when I go inside. My attitude is when I'm indoors, I wear a mask and I wear my good one. I, I mean, I don't use cloth masks anymore. I've just standardized. It's like if I've got a mask on, it's going to be my KN95, which fits really well and is like the best possible one. If I'm outside... You know, the only time I've had a mask on outside is when I went to the Women's March in, was it early this month, I guess? That was a good idea. Yeah, because, you know, you're side by side next to people, and most people were wearing them as well with the same thought, kind of like, oh, we're going to get closer than you have to get. You know, we can't keep six feet. But I don't know. It seems like at this point, I don't know if just wearing a mask has become so ingrained that it does feel weird to take it off indoors. You know what I did in Arcata? I drove up to my house, 
turned off my car and then put my mask on and walked <laughs> outside. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm going in my house. <laughs> because it's such a habit um, to put it on. I was like, oh, I'm you know, going to the store, going to something. That but, is hilarious. But Charlotte, aren't yes. you going to ask me why I went to Florida? You know, I'm glad you circle back to that topic, <laughs> Danielle. You know, it's um, something I really wanted to find out about because you have been on this trip to Florida. I went to Florida because at the invitation of my friend Stephanie, who has been bugging me for years to come with her, because she goes to this thing called Mermaid Camp. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, please laugh. Laugh all you want. And I kept saying, well, you know, I don't really understand your mermaid culture, and I don't think that that's, like, something I'm going to do, and... You know, I'm mermaid dumb. I don't get it. And she asked me over and over. And she said, there are spots in the October 9th and 10th one. Please come. Because they sell out immediately. So I go on and I paid for it. And then I got a plane ticket soon after. And then she made all the arrangements of places to stay. And then, in fact, I bought a tail from a business called Mer Taylor. That's awesome. Also in from that area uh, in Wikiwachi uh, Springs, um, and that you know, so Stephanie was beside herself with glee that I would come along, and I was um, I was a really good sport. I tried on what it is is it's a mono fin that's made out of plastic, just like if it were um, snorkeling fins. Oh, and then that okay. fits my feet go in there, and then this piece of you know nylon spandex. That's the tail part, and you pull it all the way up. Okay. Some people have silicone tails that are very heavy. Yes. And I don't know how, like, maybe they have to be expert mermaids to swim in that situation. But this is, like, you know, more affordable and, uh-huh. and transportable. Yes, yes. Tell us how you went from Oakland Airport to Tampa. Is that how you went? Yeah, I went from San Francisco San to Tampa, Francisco. and I had a, um, my tail did, sorry, my fin did not fit in my suitcase, so I carried it on my back in a, um, in a tra- translucent uh, a pack, so a lot of people were asking me about it, hey, why are you carrying that, is that, and two people, well, and one man said, before I even got on the plane said, oh, are you a mermaid, and I go, yeah, I'm going to be one, I'm not sure. And when I went out of Florida, I sorry, out of the Tampa airport, someone said, oh, you're going to Wikiwachi, so they knew all about it. When I boarded the plane to leave uh, Tampa, the guy in security saw it and said, oh, you just got back from Wikiwachi. So this is a thing. And Gosh, it's, I guess. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a small thing, the mermaid culture. Um, but it's there. Well, okay. So your friend Stephanie has been, she'd been several times without you. That's right. Okay. And Stephanie, maybe we should add, she too is a Nia teacher. So she's already got rhythm and she's got good moves and And, is flexible. And in Stephanie's case, she's got clothes. So a lot of, a lot of, um, mermaids and a little, Stephanie loves to swim. Don't get me wrong, but she's really into buying you know, mermaid pretty, yeah, mermaid paraphernalia outfits, outfits. Uh-huh. and she helped me. Um, I had a lot of, you know, I'm looking at this Mer Taylor site, and I didn't know what one to get, and she's like, oh, get that one, so cute. Go ahead. 
Oh, I remember, didn't you dress up as a mermaid with her once at Halloween when you were up visiting her when she lived in wherever she lives? No, maybe you dressed up as a bee and she went as a mermaid. No, she went as a bee beekeeper. She was a oh, she went as a beekeeper. You know, I'm mixing I would, these up. That's okay. I would like to be a mermaid for um Halloween sometime, but you have to figure out how to um be able to walk, so it has to be oh some kind of a fishy thing, but you can your feet can move and I'm not really sure how to do that. Well, I picture a cart with wheels with a really, really long aquarium. And you're in there stretched out, splashing about, and your husband Bob can be pushing the cart and oh. taking you around. An aquarium with water. Yes. It's going to be very heavy. Like, I am not. He's you know... strong. He's really strong. <laughs> and you weigh hardly anything. I no, think not Daryl Hannah. Work. Oh, she really is skinny. And she was skinny when she made that movie. Well, then he could go as uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. That would be his costume. Right. Probably this isn't going to happen. The only reason I brought this up is because one time when we first moved here, we got invited to several Halloween parties. That's what happens when you move from Boston to the Bay Area. Adults celebrate it like crazy in California. So that was the season of the Titanic movie. And I was reading that people were dressing up as characters from the movie. And I said to Dave, you know what? Let's dress up like let's go as the Titanic, you know, the ship. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that was actually a one-person costume. And so then we needed also the iceberg. So Dave made both costumes. So I went as an iceberg, which was a an outfit that was big and round and made out of... Um, something that I can't think of that was light and it was painted blue and then I had a special headdress and it hung off on my shoulders mm -hmm. and it was big and round and when we went to one party which is in a 1920s house all of the uh, the doors were too skinny I could not pass through so I was like stuck in the living room <laughs> <laughs> but um and then Dave had on yeah he he wore an outfit that was the ship and uh that's uh you that's what you would win a you would win a halloween yeah. costume contest in that situation you're right now where were we oh yeah back to okay so um okay i had a couple of things to ask okay first of all it's called a fin not a tail apparently just the bit that you put your feet in oh okay that's a fin okay and then the whole piece that comes up over the fin, over my feet, and up All to up my to belly, that is called a tail. That's the tail. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so tell me about Weeki Walkie, which I feel like a lot of people of a certain age who grew up in like the 50s, 60s probably have heard of Weeki Walkie. Yeah. Except I would pronounce it Weeki Watchy in my head. No, it is Weeki Watchy. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, Weeki Watchy is a spring that puts out 117 million gallons of water a day. It's just massive. I think it's the biggest spring in Florida. And there are a lot of springs in Florida, let me tell you. I did not That's realize that. That's true that part of the world on that west coast 
which is called the Nature Coast. That's what some people call that stretch. There's a bunch of springs that are similar, where they're inland a few miles. The springs come out, and it goes into some small river that, that goes out to the Gulf. That is correct. Um, there, this this uh, spring got developed by a man, and he you know charged money to have people come in and swing, swim at the well. They made a beach, and and then and then he was very clever. He made a theater out of it by putting glass down and then the people sat behind it so you could see into the spring yes that was just big deep pool and he hired women dancers to do water ballet under the water so we in fact are sitting behind the glass in these fabulous people are doing their dance and somehow a lot of it it changed hands like i mean movie movies were shot there different entities owned this place but somehow they got the mermaids into tails at some point and somehow they made this you know a lot of women's dream come true by holding instruction there and that is in fact mermaid camp Mermaid camp is two days, Saturday, Sunday, um, and taught by mermaid veterans. Our teachers had been mermaids in the 60s and 70s. Wow. And they were just delightful. That, you know, it's amazing that that place has stayed, it stayed in business long enough to then be handed over to the state park system, but that these gals are still connected and still doing it Mm -hmm. they live close by and they they are with us you know the whole time in the camp um we were in the water for two hours a day so it's a half an hour it's four times um i would have i would have swum longer if they let us i was i didn't get cold Uh uh-huh i just would have swum around um the water is so clear and beautiful yeah and it's between 70 and 74 um, at all times, winter and summer. And I thought that was quite comfortable. I mean, you have to move around. Yes. Yeah, you can't like just stand. You can't just paddle and, you know, be stationary. Uh-huh. You know, um, I was thinking about the time I went to Homosassa Springs State Park, which is south of where you were. It's south of Tampa. But it's the same sort of setting where the manatees come in in the winter time and they hover and they hang out underneath because the springs are warm and then sometimes there's an issue where they go out to the they go out to the gulf too soon if there's some change in the weather they can get stuck out there it's not good and then when they're in the river and even out in the gulf there's a lot of boats that you know hit them sometimes they're, you know, they have scratches on them. and They are absolutely 100% protected by the state of Florida. Like, nobody's supposed to mess with them. And we, um, Stephanie signed up for a manatee tour. So we went out in a different spring uh-huh. on a boat. And somebody was looking for them. There was a man that was in charge of diving a little bit to find out where they were. Oh, uh-huh. And we, we went up and we didn't see very many, but we did swim around in some other cool springs, uh-huh. the Three Sisters and all this stuff. Oh, uh-huh. like, yeah. But when we came back, they found 
a fat mama manatee. These are like potatoes, okay? They're hysterical. Yes, yes. But it had a baby. Oh, they had oh a baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we got to swim around with the uh, and watch the oh. baby. So in California, I swear to God, they would have people stay back really far, and they'd be like, don't yes. bother the wildlife or Hawaii. Yes. You know, it's Florida. They're like, come on closer. Yeah, swim, swim. <laughs> so I, I just like couldn't. I, but anyway... The moms and all the potato uh, creatures there are just in the grass eating. Yes. And then they pop up to breathe and then they go back down. So in a way, you're not bothering her, him, because they're just eating. Yeah. And they're used to, like, all these people do this. They know. And the baby just was, like, happy and cute. So it would, like, flutter around, breathe, and then go back down to the mommy and kind of check in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh is right. It was, it was like a bucket list thing. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know the, the manatee would be as important as the mermaid experience. Yeah, I can imagine. That was just sort of an extra, an add-on that you didn't it totally was great. know was going to happen. Okay, I, this is a sidebar, but I have to tell you a funny story about manatees. Okay, Dave and I once were down in Sanibel Island where he and his family have been, like, he's been going there since he was in his 20s. Decades. Okay, so we went up to this island that's like very nearby called Captiva. And we rented kayaks and we kayaked around a key that's right off of it called Buck Key. So as we came back to the marina where we rented the kayak, there are these big signs that say slow motor, slow engine, manatees, watch out for manatees, all this stuff. So Dave is in front in his kayak. And he turns around to say to me, that's so ridiculous. There's no manatees around here. I've been coming here for decades, and I have never once seen a manatee. And at that exact moment, a manatee rose up out of the water. You know, and they come up like a whale or something. This is like (laughs) giant silver gray body that almost knocked his kayak over. I laughed so hard that I almost fell over in my kayak. It was so awesome. I only wish I could have recorded it. Because he does tend to be some cow skeptical. So that was just like such a great comeuppance. Yeah. He that manatee got him. Big oh, time. So back to Homosassa Springs, you know what they do there so that you can view the manatees is that they have like an underwater viewing area that is basically it's like there's a clear glass cylinder that they stuck down in the water and then you can walk all around Ah. it you've probably seen things like that at aquariums similar but you know in this sense like the water is bit you did i say this right yeah i guess it's like this clear cylinder that's been put down into the water right and then it but it's really large and the manatees come and Another thing they do is they feed them at the salad bar. That's what they call it. The rangers throw out like cabbages and all sorts of things because manatees are um, vegetarians. Right. That's what I mean. They were in the, the grass, grass eating, like, chowing. Eat, yeah. They're like, I'm um, and like bubbles are coming up. Yes. It's so funny. I thought, well, are they mad at us? Why are they in the grass? Oh, they're eating. Uh huh. They were like hiding their heads. They were annoyed. Yeah. Not. They were not. All right, let's take a short break and we'll return.
Okay, we're back. So Danielle, I have a couple of more questions. First of all, what did you learn at Mermaid Camp? Did you learn skills, little tricks? Yes, I learned how to do like a butterfly kick and with my arms straight ahead and uh, be able to stay underwater and do uh, undulation. Oh yeah. Right? So that looks pretty good. I have little videos of that. That was uh -huh. easy for me. Um, Is that I, because you used to be a swimmer? I guess so, but I think other, some other folks can easily do that. Um, but yes, yeah, right. You're in the. You can't kick. You can't mm -hmm. kick two legs, but yet there's a big fin back there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I learned how to swim sideways and smile at the window when uh -huh. the picture got taken. <laughs> and I learned how to do this cool pose that um, popped myself as far down under the water as possible and then um, one arm up and then the other one was like kicking. My tail kicked up. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it almost looked like the mermaid emoji on Apple phones. Oh my gosh. Right? It kind of looks like yeah. that. Yeah, okay, I can picture that. And what I didn't do well was a reverse flip. I, I did it once, and then when I practiced it, I couldn't do it anymore. So that was annoying. I bet so, because you could probably do it without a fin, right? A, rever uh, a back flip? A I don't know. Because I always do those under the water, forward and backward. You know, just in a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But, they, but that that's what I learned by those tricks. And I also had, you know, camaraderie and um, cooperation. Just like, you know, if we're just going to go back to like little kid camp. Uh -huh. It was very lovely. Uh-huh. Now, how many people were there at the same time as you were? Um, like I think it was eight. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's a pretty small group each time. That yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. There were returnees. And there were returnees. Um, Stephanie was a returnee. Um, her friend Robin, who's now my friend, and a couple other couple other returnees. Now tell me, did you detect any similarities among the ladies that you met? Age, where they came from. Uh, the students, the campers. Uh -huh. No. Okay. No, there were. Um, I think that we had women from. 30 to um to early 60s oh you know? wow okay so yeah. so yeah a big range did you find that having been a swimmer was helpful um i guess so because i feel really comfortable in water and mm -hmm. I, I think that part of my kick is stronger my you know yes did you do the um, butterfly when you were swimming when you were a swimmer yes Okay. Oh, another thing I wanted to ask you is um, in the old videos of Wiki Wachi, they show the, um, the mermaids underwater holding a tube getting air. Exactly. So that man who, um, Perry Newton, who originally built the theater, he put in um, oxygen tubes that are on a, a hose so each performer can hold it, and while the performers are way underwater, they can get, um, they can suck off the pipe, um, the hose, and then keep doing what they're doing. So they do not go to the surface. Yeah. And no, we could not use it 
um, we would have to do some crazy training. The the women who are performing now yeah. do four months of training to get a character role or to get a role in right. the shows. So it is, um, yeah, I don't... It does sound really tricky because there's people aren't wearing goggles. So there's nothing pinching your nose off like if you were scuba no. diving. How are they you know? more importantly, how are they seeing? So they're doing these yes. dances together and coming into circles, etc. How can they see each other? That is also yeah, because what if they have on contact lenses? Wouldn't they float away? I have no idea. But I mean it doesn't matter. It's hard to see underwater without goggles on. That's I, very I agree. odd. I mean, yeah. that's very clear water, obviously, but still. I, they're quite amazing, which is, you know, where the, the mermaid magic comes in. Like, you know, I, I know they have legs, um, but they train very hard and swim like that. It's beautiful. Yeah. It looks to me like it'd be a lot of core work. That even though your legs are moving a lot, then movement's all going to come from your core. And you really would have to have good yeah. abs. Also, just to stay in the water in a certain spot. Oh, yeah, like, didn't you tell me that there's a current in there, that it's their five-mile-per-hour current that they are swimming around? Right, against. and it kept pushing me over. So I would be swimming, you know, with my classmate and my teacher and then I'll, we were, I was like getting sucked away. Yeah. 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 So that's challenging. That is yeah. not like swimming pool. The boil. That's what it's called where the water comes out. The boil. How far underwater is it? Do you think 20 or 30 mm-hmm. feet kind of yeah. thing? And is it really hot? Like, can you swim down to the boil? No, it, it's a cold spring. Oh, it's a cold spring. Yep. Oh, Okay, that would explain maybe why it's 72, 74. Yeah, yeah. I a was hot spring it was much a hot warmer. Spring. Yeah. And yeah. neither is it a sulfuric spring, okay. which is what that crazy Ponce de Leon found, I think, on the um, on the East Coast. <laughs> right? Isn't it? Like, he, yes, he said the magic true. waters, as, although there are so many springs, like, he may have laid around in one spring yes. and drank the water in another, another spring. But this one was cold. Uh-huh. Okay. Cause I, well, you know what I'm thinking is maybe it's cold, but it maybe in the winter it's still warmer than the Gulf is. Oh, sure. To attract the manatees. They, they right. They, they come they up come to rest. In. Yeah. And also the river, that's I, I can't remember if it's five miles long. Yes. That's not moving as quickly and it's warm, so yeah. that's where they're sitting. They wouldn't come all the way back to the boil to the beginning. Gotcha. It's not warm, warm, but warmer. Warm. And I uh-huh. want to just say, I tried to stand up paddle facing the current. Yes. It was really hard. Yeah. I sucked at it. Stephanie's like, going along in her kayak, and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, five miles an hour seems pretty high to me. It was high to me. in the water. It was high, so... um Anyway, that's what that was. Um, All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks for the report from I need Mermaid. To, I need yeah. to tell you one more thing. Okay. Um, for there, sure. There's a thing called Mermaid Monday. And um, I, the mermaids meet on the East Coast at a spring. And we were supposed to go. And Stephanie's like, you can't fly home on Monday. You must fly home on Tuesday because we're going to Mermaid Monday. We, in fact, did not go. Tragically, our rental car broke down. 
it was oh, not. No. E- yeah, the rental car broke down. They had to t- tow it, and they couldn't bring us another one till the next day. Um, and where was that going to be? On the east side of Yeah, Florida? and it's two hours away. Oh. So after being really tired, Stephanie's like, you're getting up at 6 and going to Mermaid Monday. I'm like, okay. And a lot of women get together and swim around this beautiful, clear spring, and a gentleman volunteers to take photos and movies of everybody and gives them to them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, I, I did miss that, and it sounded really beautiful. Every time someone sends me a picture of that and those beautiful, the crazy... Um, beautiful color tails and all their outfits. It's, uh, it's quite, uh, it's, it's quite a sight. Wow. Okay. So maybe next time mermaid Monday, mermaid Monday. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was there all t- all together. I was there five nights. I thought that was, you know, that's pretty good. I hadn't been to Florida since I was you know, flipping like 22 years old or something. That's a cool part of Florida that a lot of people from California would never even have heard of. That part is the Gulf side that's north. Yeah. It's called the Nature Coast. Great kayaking around there. It's beautiful. And there's a sailing culture. That's why I went when I was young because my father had a boat at the St. Petersburg um, you know, yacht oh, show, boat yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. So that was the uh-huh. only time I'd been there. Yeah. So wait, you're a former Jersey girl, but you didn't go to Florida that, at, you know, in the winter or anything? We went once to, um, the Florida Keys. Yes. And we went once through it to go to the Virgin Islands. And then Bob and I and the kids went to Miami to take a cruise. So... So yeah, we, we just weren't Florida people. Yeah, well, you know, it is true. There's different places people do go in Florida. East Coast people usually go to the east side. Midwesterners go to the Gulf side. That's true. Like yep. your own places. It's just kind of a driving, you know. Yeah. I think that if my parents had seen that other coast, they would have said, let's drive down there. Because yeah. they, you know, we saw the other side. Keys are beautiful, right? Yes. That's nice. But then we were always taking sailing vacations because my father is insect, was a right. sailor. But I just want to say one more thing. My parents not only, like, did not care about Disney, they, like, vehemently disliked it. <laughs> so never was were any of us going to go to Orlando to experience that. Um, I see. We went to Disneyland in Anaheim once, and then that, that was that. That was it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, my dad's going to take us skiing. Right. Like that we weren't doing you know, that bullshit. He's not. It, gotcha. it was not okay with him. That is funny. Yeah. Um, you know what? This is just a P.S. I read that the Florida Keys might be underwater by 2025. Oh, sure. So, um, yeah, Dave and I need to get back there. We've only been there one time. Oh, the entire place that I'm looking at when we were there, I go, oh, this is going to be underwater so soon. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Sad. Totally. All right, yeah. well, once again, all roads lead to climate change, so... Yeah, I'm going to... And I'm not going to even do it. I'm not even going to do my rant. I'm going to control myself. All it's right. It's nice to see you, sweetie. Great to see you, too. See you next time. See you next time.